Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. As a thought leader, it's my responsibility um, to think and to give concepts of thought so that our people can know how to move, when to move, and to regulate our movements in ways that can be effective and not that we're just trying to stir uh, checker moves, but chess moves. You have to understand that the enemy allows us to take two steps because he knows that he's 10 steps ahead. So it is our goal to make sure that we are always playing into our hands instead of their hands. Now, a lot is going on, and it's a lot when it comes to understanding the crowd mind, that everybody has to take a step back for a second and become critical thinkers once again in an hour to where we can be played on the sentiments of our joy based on our hate of white oppression. You understand me? Now, we understand that this is something that we've been wanting to happen for a very long time, but it is not enough for the oppressors to wash our feet when we cannot afford our own shoes to walk in our own houses when we own the land. You understand me? The thesis of separation being the key is even bigger than ever before. And white folks are just playing out the, uh, they're showing the, the validation of the reality of why that is. Too long we have allowed white people, allies, friends, associates, people that you party with, kick you with, support, you understand me, to ignore the plight of America and the reality of America. And today we're living in a dawn of an enlightenment, a dawn of awakening, but not for everybody. Everything is not what it seems. One thing you have to know, there was futurists in the 60s and they would speak about, brother, you get your email. They speak about how white men would utilize every single thing for power, right? Case in point. When the TV first started, it wasn't created for power, but when it had mass adoption, they said, okay, we can utilize this as a tool for programming. It is the same when it comes to science, politics, and any other thing that they see a lot of people having a mass adoption for. Today, you're going to see a lot of people capitalizing off our social justice movements. One thing that I haven't seen in one of those crowds, and when we see the crowds of millions of people being gathered together, is that we have to make sure that there's an economic piece attached to it because at the foundation of our freedom means that we have to have equity. 
You understand me? And so when you have some equity, imagine if I seen uh, all of those brothers up there, you understand me, with uh, um, posters, and they had their cash app. You understand me? And it was one central cash app. And this cash app was to fund the black agenda. This cash app was to fund the black standard, the things that we want to have done. And all of a sudden, we can now calculate the effectiveness of it because millions and billions of dollars are now being funneled into it. Now, also, you have to understand when I'm seeing these billions and millions of dollars being rushed around, I have to ask you, who are we funding and what type of mind of black people are we funding? Number one, you have to understand that Black Lives Matter is not the only organization out here that exists. That is one subset of people with one certain thought process, with one certain agenda. You understand me? Now, without diversity, when it comes to the format of black thought leadership, then we can never get to that place that we need to because certain dangerous voices will never be heard. Won't be put on CNN, won't be put on Fox News, won't be put on certain shows. And those are the voices that the people at the bottom, the grassroots, those are the voices that they listen to. You understand me? The people that's out there doing the work on the daily. So we have to make sure that we push those voices up because that represents us. You understand me? That represents our real change. We cannot allow white America to pick black leaders, number one. We cannot allow white America to pick black leaders. So as we look at everything, please don't get happy. Don't start celebrating wins. It's only been a week or so into this thing of this newly woke movement of people who now have the audacity to be black and white people have the audacity to accept truth. You understand me? Number one, there's no, as, as everybody agrees, that police brutality is this well-regulated or unregulated militia and gang that commits heinous crimes all year round. You understand me? There's no celebration of the Black Panthers. I'm not talking about the new Black Panthers where they, they hugging up with the white folks. I'm talking about the Black Panthers that was infiltrated by the FBI. You understand what I'm talking about? The Black Panthers that was systematically, you know what I mean, destroyed. They had a 10-point program for our people. There's no celebration of a Black Panther Day. Now, when I see that celebrating, then that means that that becomes the inspiration, that becomes the aspiration for our people. You understand me? Because we got to talk about not just defunding a system, it is the dismantling of a system, and it's the building of our own system. See, you have fundamental differences on the sides of black people in America. You have the integrationalists that believe in integrating within the system so that they can use the system itself. They don't believe that we can do these things on our own. And then you have the separatists who more believe that because the system is built on white oppression and systematic injustices and evil from its foundation, that white men will always want to remain in power, that we believe at the time and time and time and time again that it's impossible for us to integrate in a system that was never meant for us in the first place. So those are the people who take more of a nationalist standpoint. Now, perhaps there's somewhere in the middle where you meet these two thought processes or there's radical extremists to say that we're going to have a complete separation to where we pick out all of the towns, all of the cities, all of the properties, all of the land that black people can own and we do own. We start businesses and we have what my brother Blue Pill so poetically coined as satellite unity. What is satellite unity? Satellite unity is basically being able to unify 
all across the world without having to be in proximity to where we can pinpoint where all the black ownership is. We can pinpoint where all the black love is. You understand me? Satellite unity is taking a big global picture of the world and the planet itself and recognizing those you have unity and separation with. Now, I want to dive into a little bit of a conversation that I had with um, Idris Sandu, the tech architect. He worked with such companies as Google, Uber, um, uh, Instagram, Explore Page, you understand me, Nipsey Hustles, Smart Store, and many more. All your big brands, all your favorite brands, the brother was somewhere there, right? Now, we had our conversation and we talked about tech bias. Now, the reason I'm going to wrap tech bias into the defunding of the police is because at the beginning of this, I have my thesis called The New America, Automation, Digitization, you understand me, Mobilization. And it feeds into this new creation of what they call the mad world. And I talked to my folks and I said that unless we have mobilization, automation, digitization, then we do not have mutually assured destruction. Mutually assured destruction was a term that came through the Ronald Reagan area era where he was saying that, look, I have my nuclear weapons. You have your nuclear weapons. And if any one of them uses it, then we both get killed. That's mutually assured destruction. But they destroyed that because they created a laser defense system that could shoot down that weapon. So now mutually assured destruction wasn't possible. And that's when we went into these particular heat weapons and things of that nature, laser weapons and 5G and a multitude of other different things that we have now. And all of this plays into the part where I'm going to get to. So when we talk about defunding the police, we have to take a step back and understand what is the future. Because sometimes our people, even though we mean well, Sometimes we think too short-sighted or we don't want to think dangerous enough because sometimes we go for, well, let me just get this. And if I get this, then I can count that win under my belt. And so sometimes we think a little egoist, right? But me, I'm thinking far. I'm thinking in the future. I'm thinking in the cultivation of our reality. These particular devils, races, look at the Congress, old-ass Congress. They're kneeling today with Kunte cloths on them. You understand me? Every knee shall bow and recognize God. I get the Bible quote. Kente. But do I believe him? No, absolutely not. You understand me? Because if the only time during a protest of over hundreds and thousands of lynchings of black men, only when it becomes popular and it becomes a political savvy move for you, you want me to believe that all of a sudden you've realized that white America is inherently racist and systematically evil. And it's now your responsibility to say something, to step up. I don't believe it. I never will whatsoever. You understand me? So here we are back to the building blocks of saving ourselves. So when we talk about defunding the police, we're talking about inherently defunding a system that was funded to um, get slaves, you understand me, and protect white people's property. That's the system that we're talking about defunding. Now, when we talk about this new world, Operation Warp Speed, that's going on with the militarization of uh, vaccines that President Trump already said that he has a military already on standby before this whole thing, and he, he just waiting for the vaccine to get done, and he's going to employ his military. 
So that's important. Remember that fact, Operation Warp Speed. Now, what's going on is everybody wants to defund the police, and that is an aspect of the solution. Defund the system, right? But we have to know what we're playing because now I'm going to show you some slides uh, my good sister, Queen Yanasta, put up. It says the safest communities don't have the most cops. They have the most resources. Very important to understand about that, right? And that's very, very true. Shifting the responsibility for some 911 calls from police to EMS or other city governments. This is the fund. This is the plan for defunding the police. Um, for example, to scale back the NYPD budget and to have it put into other community resources um, such as mental health and social services. Very important. Very important. Um, we the people defund the police. They are advocating for a divest and invest model, meaning that you take it out of one source and invest into another. I love it. Um, which doesn't make, hold on, that, that's out of order. They was talking about the budget. So it talks about since 2004, there were officers who have since actually, I can't see that part. All right. Since 2004, the number of active officers. Give me one second. Let me get this back. <clears throat> has substantially changed while the budget has substantially increased, meaning that they had less officers, but bigger budgets. Wouldn't make any sense, right? <clears throat> so anyway, I'm not going to go through this whole thing, but they're going to go through different ways that they can invest the money that they're taking away from the police officers and putting into resources that actually can help the community stop the crime, stop the over-policing of our neighborhoods, and make it better places for people to live in. You understand me? Such as homeless services, houses preservation and development, youth and community development, health and hospitals, parks and recs. Okay, beautiful. I love it all. You understand me? Now, we have to get through a couple of other points. Defund the police. Then comes the robots slash AI. All right. For artificial intelligence, for a lot of people, it has not made a lot of sense to them because you don't really understand artificial intelligence. You understand me? And you have to understand this country has had a long history with artificial intelligence, starting with Alan Turing. You understand me? Back in the 30s. Uh, and, you know, he had this idea of artificial intelligence. And he was one that was a homosexual white man that was not celebrated by, by his counterparts. You understand me? But because he could not reproduce, he wanted to produce something that was a brainchild of his own. You understand me? And think of different ways to be able to leave his legacy and have control. White folks are always thinking of these diabolical ways of power and control. Now, let me pull this back down. So... What was going on was the Operation Warp Speed talks about uh, not even just Operation Warp Speed, but the new America is getting rid of a lot of human stock. Any job that can't be automated will be automated. That's why in the MAD is mobilization automation. Anything that can be automated will be automated. So even being able to automate policing right within the communities. So if you defund one area, then it allows for some aggressive policies to say, well, let's start putting in place CCTVs like they have in the UK, like they have in China. Okay, well, that means that we can have less officers in there and their inherent bias, you understand me, and their racism cannot affect the community because now we have robots that's going to be in place. Okay, everything starts to sound good. Well, 
Also, everybody remember the movie RoboCop. Everybody remember the movie Drudge, Dread. You understand me? Demolition Man. So then we look at that and they said, okay, well, let's put robots and then allow them to be able to police. Okay, so therefore they can take descriptions of people, places, uh, uh, faces, and utilize that in the database to make sure nobody is committing a crime whatsoever. Now, how are you going to tell a robot, right, that discriminates against you that they're racist? A robot can't be discriminative. You understand me? That doesn't make no sense. This falls perfectly into place what black people should want. You understand me? So, yes, my brother, AI versus EI, as you said. But there's another, uh, uh, it's AI plus IA. And we're going to get into that conversation in just a second. Because these are some solutions we're going to get into at the end of this. Right? Um, and then also, um, there is, what was it? CCTV on the AI. We're going to get into a few different ones. Um, the drones, the police drones, that is another thing that they're funding, right? And now you have to understand that all these systems only work if they utilize 5G networks to create an internet of things to where each one of these particular technologies can speak to each other, collect information to each other. Um, I had a conversation, a talk that my son put together. It was me, Tamika Mallory, Wallow, Derek Grace, um, uh, Erica Ford, Kepra, uh, Riz Islam, and one of my points was the fact that we have COVID-19 myopia. Myopia means that you have an inability to think long-term, right? So you're not thinking long-term when it comes to the realities and the issues and the problems that we face right now. You understand me? If you was thinking long-term, then when you hear things, me and this good sister, Angela Abenton, I reached out to her because she was dealing with data, Right? And data is a very big part of this because they take black people's data and they utilize it against them. And I made the analogy of an example of how they did the same thing 100 years ago when they first started the fingerprint system in the UK and it was adopted over here in our country. And the first time they used a fingerprint system was against a black man in a murder investigation. You understand me? Even though the fingerprint system has been around, you understand me, and white people was 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 lynching the hell out of black people they waited till they can weaponize it and use it against us first so i already knew that this COVID tracking you understand me was going to come with that same sort of weaponization against the black community and lo and behold they're using it against protesters right and that the young brothers in the streets are not as intelligent sometimes to think long term because they're just trying to get their basic needs so as they're they, they said that crimes was at an all-time low during the quarantine. That's not really true, I'm sure. You understand me? That people were still committing crimes. Less police were in the neighborhoods. You understand me? So less people were actually being reported for these crimes, right? But what happens when people start saying that, oh, I got some stuff stolen, this, this, that, and a third happened. You have surveillance cameras. Um, you have COVID tracking on the phones. So, you know, they can start pulling up that, that data and saying that, wait a minute, especially during looting and the rioting, they're utilizing this COVID tracking, not only to, to track COVID-19 to see if you was in close proximity with somebody who had COVID-19 and they're saying that they're going to use Operation War Speed, go to your door, you understand me, implement this vaccine system. No, they're saying that COVID-19 is tracking protesters. So they've already weaponized our phones against us. Now, the petition that me and uh, well, the petition that Angela Benton put together, you understand me, that I endorsed 
was about limiting COVID-19 tracking so it wouldn't be used against our community. You understand me? Now, data is something that I've been talking about for a few years. Just understanding data is what rules the world. So make sure you click the link in the bio. The, the, it's up to about 15, 16,000 signatures right now. Um, but moving forward. So here we are playing a chess game with white supremacists. And we want to defund the system. And it's different from defunding than demantling. And I've seen in Minnesota, the city council are talking about demantling the police system and putting it through a more uh, community-based security system. And putting it into more of a community-based uh, policing system, which is very, very important. You understand me? Now, the way that that would happen, more so, you have to make sure that the people that you are funding and the people that you're replacing it with, you understand me, they should be having to meet with black thought leaders and leaders and community organizers to make sure that even their minds are black, you understand me, and that there's no way that that system that's put in place can be taken advantage of. Um, we can definitely not need the police to train those particular people, but there should be private security contracts awarded to black security businesses that can offer the assistance of community policing. You know what I mean? And incentivize, you understand me, uh, community policing in the right way because there is no incentivization. The incentivization today is the opposite, that they have a meet a certain quota. So therefore, they're trying to boost up crime. And then this is also connected to private prison. You understand me? So when you talk about dismantling one thing is connected to another thing that feeds into the entire system. So all these things have to look at like a, a holistic dismantling, if you will, of white supremacy. So and the entire system that it funds. But my thought process on this is the fact that if we dismantle this and they bring in the robots, they bring in the AI, they got the COVID tracking, you understand me? They bring in the drones. So now he's saying, well, y'all don't want racist white bodies on the street, so we're going to give you AI. We're going to give you robots. You understand me? And this is going to help you all out, and there's less budget on these robots. Then black people are going to be like, cool, let's do it. But what you have to understand and, and, and realize there's a thing called tech bias. So tech bias essentially establishes that whoever is the coder and the program of the tech, the algorithm thinks like them. Right, it's mentality they based. Their minds, same way that they created a nigga, they can create a fucking AI. Facts. So you have to understand, like my brother just said, and has uh, Dr. Francis Quest, uh, I always had that. Crest Welsing speaks about, you understand me, um, the system of white supremacy does not rely, you know I mean, just in the pale face of uh, racist officers. You have to understand the way that they inherently create a system of white supremacy. And technology has always been utilized to uphold that system. So when you're understanding tech bias, who is going to be the people that are programming the robots? Who is going to be the people that's programming the artificial intelligence programs that will be doing the policing in our communities? You understand me? So therefore, what do we need? Because tech bias have already established that even for women, there's tech bias when it comes to sex, right? Because <laughs> certain programs don't recognize low squeaky voices because there's white men, white men who create them. 
So there's inherently bias in the first place. So we have to get ahead because now we have to start thinking of what will replace now that everybody is getting on board with that we need this replacement. So we have to have a league, you understand me, a task force, if you would like to, of black coders to train the AIs and the robots that will be policing our communities. Now, for the robots that can police the white communities, y'all do y'all thing. Y'all get your own coders. But for the for the robots that police the black community, we... God damn it. Stop. Everybody wants to call me while I'm on live. Relax, people. Um, so that's very important to be able to understand. You understand me? And, and, and this is what you have to understand. COVID-19 didn't disappear. We're just now dealing with the pre-existing conditions that makes us soft targets. And we are not always long-term thinkers. When you are a long-term thinker, then you are playing chess. You're thinking of 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 moves ahead. Okay, boom, you move, now my move. Already have the plan and agenda in place. So we need a league of black coders, you understand me, to make sure that we're setting the algorithm for our community. Because if you replace that with an AI, with a machine, with robot, with surveillance, well, who's doing the monitoring? Who's doing the programming, right? So when black people, activists, leaders, protesters, these are the type of intelligent signs that we should see out there. But these conversations are harder to have because most people cannot think that far ahead, right? We can create tokenized systems utilizing cryptocurrency and utilizing the blockchain to make sure that we log everything that happens in these encounters with these police and create a system of transparency, a system of transparency. Now, for those that want to get in coding, my brother Antoine Digital, you understand me, who is a shifter, has his coding classes that teaches black children coding. Now, the way that they did in the Xinjiang, China, China recognized that technology, I mean, the leaders in the, at the forefront of technology were the, were, were, were the ones that got into tech, the big tech companies. So they recognized that this is their insight into wealth. So they went from the rice farms to millionaires because they got everybody on board to say, we need to get into technology. And they are the fastest growing wealth group as far as families, the Pacific Asian. So that's who we're studying. We're not trying to get like white people. We're not trying to close the gap between us and white folks. We're trying to get more so where the people that's at the top tier are, and that's the Asians. Number one thing to pay attention to. So also, you got to have the location data tracking limits. You understand me? You may not be able to eliminate it completely, but we have to make sure it's not biased and weaponized against our community. Um, last but not least, uh, transparent data collection. I'm going to bring you in in a second, Pop. Transparent data collection. As... We're relinquishing all our data over to these uh, institutions. We have to make sure that we have transparent data collection. You understand me? Now, I am working with some people that give you access to your own data to where they create you a lease. And then you take that lease now that you own it and you can sell it if you want to. Now, the fact that you get to lease your own data and sell it, what this means is then they can stop these practices, these sharp practices that they have when it comes to taking your data and utilizing it any kind of way and you not getting paid off of it at all, whatsoever. You understand me? That's another source of income that black people are missing out on. And it incentivizes the companies to pay you for your own data 
because therefore they don't have to pay other companies for it. It only makes sense. You can give them that kind of access. So therefore, we got to think ahead of times so when we're talking about technology and we're talking about strategy and we have to bring activism update to technology. We have to. All right. Um, so, yes, there, there has to be an oversight committee when it comes to these particular things. Uh, another thing is that we have to because when we're going to talk about AI, remember, I said IA, right? IA is what? Internal affairs and artificial intelligence. Right. If we have an internal affairs system with transparency, meaning that instead of just becoming cops, you have to become the internal affairs in places that may not want to change their policy to dismantle or defund. If this doesn't become a federal thing. Right. Because we're in the divided states of America. One thing that catches on to one state doesn't really mean it's going to catch on to the next one. Right. So the goal would be to change the policies to give more power to um, internal affairs officers who write the cases to have more investigative powers, you understand me, to fire some of these officers or at least take them off duty during the scope of their investigations. So therefore, we can get people in place, you understand me, and they don't have to be cops. They can be the one who police the police. Come on now. <laughs> we got to get a little smarter. We got to get a little smarter and we need a database that shows the infractions of these police officers. So every time that you run into a cop, instead of just taking a picture of them, you should be able to scan their badge, scan their badge, figure out what was all their infractions and encounters. You understand me? In the same way we have a Yelp system for businesses, we should have that same system for police officers. So therefore, it incentivizes them to do the right thing as well. So we have to utilize technology for these things. But number one, and I'm not even talking about white officers. I'm really talking about when we get our own police officers so that they don't become power driven as well. You have to incentivize human behavior to do the right thing because we don't just live in a nation where everybody is righteous. That's not the reality. You understand me? And at the foundation of all of this is economics. Economics. Because the power of economics allows you to fund your own revolution. All right. All right. My brother Pop Darby wanted to come on and explain a few things. You know that we have the black standard, right? So all of you all have been given to the Unity Challenge to help fund some of the initiatives and programs that we have going on uh, and some of the affiliations that we have going on as well. So I'm going to bring my good brother Pop Darby to come in for just a second. Peace and blessings to my good brother. Let me wipe this screen off right quick. Yes, sir. You look like you're coming in from heaven. <laughs> All right. So, as people roll in, we just going to talk about what's ongoing, what we're talking about right now. Uh, like a new black standard, a complete new reality, a complete new government, and how we have access to it. So, just to come in and fire it off, right? When we look at what the economy is, we're talking about the lower level of what would be a modern-day pyramid of health, right? You have workers who are slaves, and you have, in the same level, you have the managers, the CEOs, and the property owners. Those people are on the lowest level. They create the economy. Then you have a higher level that takes politics, military, policing. That's the people that run the lower level. Then you have a higher level above that, which is the elite and the shadow government and whatnot. So what they did was they came in and put everybody under contract under different laws.
but the problem that they have now is you can't contract people because we don't only live on the land. They put contracts on the land. This is why people from the Moorish doctrine is telling right. you. Right, maritime law. Yeah, these people don't have the uh, authority to tell us anything because we are indigenous to the land, right? But they came in to have prisoners of war and turned everybody into the misnomer what they know it. No Negro, Black, African American, a place or a person of no nationality. So they're focusing more on us claiming back the nationality so that we can take back our land. But in actuality, we don't have to do that because it is not ruled. It's a complete alternate generation that are paradigm shifting right. completely. They can no longer rule only land. Digital is the new land. People live online. Right now, we are in an online community. We are in a digital atmosphere. We are global citizens because I can wake up and look up, look at my phone and t- talk to somebody in London, talk to somebody in France. I'm in Houston. I just left the memorial that they have today for George Lord. And you are, what, you in ATL right now? Yes, sir. And you're ATL, and we're having a visual conversation. This is like the Jetsons. Right. And not only are we having a visual conversation, 400 people are able to watch. So what we did yesterday was everybody was posting the town, right? That was for 1.7. And I say, look, we've been posting towns for like five years. I don't know if people know, but the entire America is for sale. They have towns that are like 400,000. I mean, Houston, this one 20 minutes from me that's for 700,000. It ain't that big, but it's a real town that we could own. So I say, look, I'm tired of conversations and if people are about it, then we're going to raise the capital so that when we want to make a move, it's there. And I created a link on the, on the website and on the app so people could just say, all right, fuck it, I'm down. And I say, look, I got 50,000 plus followers. If we put up $40 a piece, we can buy the town in the morning. You know, I went to sleep, I woke up, and they had $14,000 in. So I'm like, look, if we have the ability to be able to take one person page and to be able to do that with $40. That means if everybody do a little, nobody got to do a lot. When we talk about creating a new government, buying back literally America, reclaiming our royal priesthood, it's more than a possibility because off of one person's page, we could buy a town. Fact so imagine is. what we could do with real collective opportunity, like if we're moving as a unit. And when I say the paradigm is shifting, it's no longer like stocks, bonds, equity. It's about who is in control of this. Remember, they say you don't want to own anything. You want to control everything. And and, and, and I want to say something for everybody that's sitting there listening and watching. That's Pop Darby. Um, for those who don't know, community organizer. The brother has been hands and feet on the ground for a very long time. He ran for city council, you understand me, last year. Um, and the brother is a phenomenal hero when it comes to, you know what I mean, the city of Houston. He's very well known and transparent with everything that he's doing. And he has a platform that he created called Unity is Wealth that I'm partnering with that powers the black standard, which you all have been putting your dollar towards. Now, the beauty of social media, it creates a lot of our programs that we organize to be transparent. And so the money that you're putting up, I want to say from my standpoint, is that it's kind of like the investment that uh, Jeff Bezos' parents gave him to start uh, Amazon. You're not guaranteed anything, but our goal is to take a risk on each other. You understand me? And and if we're ready to take that risk in investing in each other, because the risk gets you the reward. Uh, you echoing a little bit. The, 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 the risk gets you the reward. So therefore, 
when we put together collectively and we pull that dollar, now we can take projects and they don't become concepts, they become realities. Because now you know what exactly that you're working with. Damn, boy, you, you echoing tough. Yeah. Let me see. I think we I think we back now. So yeah. So um now they don't become a uh concept, they become a reality. So therefore, listen, action start. Y'all seen me put up my black uh receipt. Yeah, I can't do the echo. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna leave out and come right back. All right. I can't do the echo, y'all. It just it just hit me back. I used to hate that. So, um, so we put up the My Black uh, receipt, and that's something that's funded with I know uh, Black Upstart, uh, We Buy Black, and a couple other organizations that's going to be a part of. It. You understand me? My Black receipt is a way that you can go register, upload your receipts when you pay for things in Black businesses, and we can now see in real time the Black dollar circulating, and we can create a goal of circulation. We have old time things within our paradigm to where we talk about the black dollar only circulates six hours within our community, six to eight. This is the year where we end those numbers and we have a statistical change to where we can actually see the black dollar circulating more than at any other point in history. And this is a generation that will do it. You understand me? So therefore, make sure you go register. Make sure that you follow. You cannot ask for solutions and then not be a part of the solution. It's called my hashtag my black receipt. You understand me? Being an ally is not just for white folks, it's for black folks as well, because some black people have not been an ally to our collective progress. You understand me? So with the receipt, it can show you that you're putting your money where your mind is. All right. Still there, Yeah, we still there. Yeah, I mean, when you speak, it's not an echo, just when I speak. I think it's gone now. I know it's back. All right, well, look, this is what I was going to say, right? If I could look at my phone and say, look, last night when I said, everybody, let's put up $40 a piece. And if you win it, just do it. I don't want to I don't want to have to look. And this is what we can raise in a few hours, right? Our ability has changed, right? We used to not be able to even communicate with each other. At this point, we're able to do whatever we want, whenever we want. So I seen a post that said, who's willing to support businesses weekly? And people keep on saying support black businesses and uh, let's circulate the dollar. But they're not realizing that we actually have the potential to do so, but we have to be on one accord first. So imagine if we get 50,000 people in on this, you know, $40 a month. I mean, $40 so we can raise us $2 million. Not only can we buy towns, but every month when somebody creates products, when somebody has ideas, when somebody has opportunity, we can just support as right. a whole, as a big group, and we can move and do cash mobs. Remember when we said we was going to buy cop people? Right. Now is the time for us to create as many millionaires as we want because if everybody do a little, nobody got to do a lot. So nobody have to empty out their pocket. Like, I got, like, 50 people that call me that's like, I got 100 bands on it. I got 50 bands on it, which is fine and dandy, but let's do this first. Let's organize a group of people that are going to operate as a unit. And then when we organize those group of people, they get equity in something, and then the people that come in with the big money get equity in something, and everybody literally wins. Right. And, and somebody asked a good question. 
They say, what about Tulsa Real Estate? Now, I invested in Tulsa Real Estate on the second round, not even the first. On the second round, after y'all was talking shit about it, after the FCC investigations, I didn't care. I'd rather take that risk on my brother because that's I love the idea of what he did. The difference between us and that, this is not a real estate fund. This is to fund the initiatives of our people, whether it's business, whether it's organizing, whether it's food insecurities, whatever it is. This is backing the works that we and others are doing. You understand me? So there's not limits and regulations. You are saying that I'm putting my money towards my people and I'm trusting those who have the money to do the right thing with it. And you're going to see real things being built out with it in real time. So yeah, and, and now we can become a part of the discussion. So right. Now, it's, it's not just when you think about remember, we always talk about the allopathic route to healing. You think about why somebody gets sick. They might get sick for one reason, then they end up getting five or six doses of medicine that's uh, healing a symptom that's never getting to the root of the problem. We got to have a holistic approach to community and poverty alleviation because when we want to have a conversation, we can say drug abuse comes from the community, uh, lack of capital comes from the community. Literally, any problem that you can even think of that we have, it comes from another root problem, which is the systematic. Uh, not just racism, but colonialism on the land. And when we talk about colonialism, it just takes, it talks about people coming in and taking your values, your services, the things that you do, they're taking them over. They're taking your ability to be able to, to finance your own lifestyle, and then they create a guardianship for you so that you are now dependent upon them. We need right. to not be dependent upon anybody. See, see somebody said something important, right? Yesterday, I watched uh, the documentary about Jeffrey Epstein and um, very sick devil, right? Yeah, that's a devil. The brother was a very sick devil. He was systematically sick. But he brought up a point, and he was saying how he was funding research, even quantum computing and um, systematic like algorithms and things of that nature. Like He was the financier behind a lot of projects and the sister just said you know we got to fund research as well and it's very interesting brother ross from you're going to get the email that's coming please be patient um the sister said we got to fund research and in our community we don't even have that we don't even think about that aspect we think about oh i gave twenty dollars can black wall street be built tomorrow you have to understand that these every single aspect of these things need funding that we are fighting against an entire system to try to build. Every aspect of it needs funding. And the problem happens, they say turn down your volume pop and it shouldn't be an echo. Um, but they say the problem that happens within our community is that we kill movements before they begin. We defund our own movements before they begin because we believe everything is a scam. They've got us to believe that we cannot trust each other. That we cannot trust our salvation in our own hands. So we've never had the opportunity to see what would the Black Panthers have done with a billion dollars. What would the Nation of Islam have done with a billion dollars. We've, we, we've never had that opportunity to, to even see what the reality would look like. So we have to, but when we go shop with others, we don't worry about whether that's coming back to us. Because we know for a fact that our Black dollar doesn't circulate whatsoever. So that means that we're not worried about when we put it in the hands of our oppressors and our open enemies, whether they're going to do something good with it. But when something of somebody from our community 
says that, look, I'm already doing work and I'm doing it on my own without your help. But you keep asking, do you want to help? And you keep talking about this black agenda and this progress. Well, all of this is going to take funding. When Muammar Gaddafi tried to give Minister Louis Farrakhan a billion dollars, the government said it'd be treason if he took it. It'd be, it'd be like funding terrorists, taking money from a terrorist. They wouldn't allow that to happen. They can't do that when we're funded by the people, though. So, therefore, we got to have our own green book, a.k.a. black book. You understand me? And it's not hard to build. I got so many people that have been reaching out. They got land. They got millions. They got all sorts of different things. And they want to get started. And this is a beautiful place to be able to start. But they say, keys, you know what? Um, no, everything is transparent over here. We ain't got no problem with that. Um, they say, keys, you know, I put millions into so-and-so. And I'm like, oh, man. Didn't work out, huh? Nope. You understand me? That's the crazy yeah. part about it. It's and like everybody else already tried their way. Look, <laughs> what, what Donald Trump said when he was running, he was like, you have nothing to lose. Bro, we we literally have tried every other way, but this financing our way out of oppression is real. Right. We can be able to, 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 to scale growth and predict the, the changes in what's going to happen, just like how people can predict what's going to happen in the stock market, predict what's going to happen with gold. We can predict what's going to happen with a culture of people that have more access to capital, that have more of an education, that have more resources to be able to go in to create products and get the financing for it, that have their own banks, that have their own police forces, that have their own organizational structure that they don't have to ask anyone to, to parent for them. And, and, we can and, predict what will happen. And, and, and this is what people need to understand. I always talk about in our community, we do not uh, fund our own genius, right? In the white communities, their geniuses have benefactors. In white communities, what they do is you find investors and then they target black brains. They say, oh, this man is brilliant. You understand me? How much money do you need? So instantly they become their financier. You understand me? Put the money behind them. And now they basically collectively have equity in the project of our people. But because they have those ties with that person, they can't do something completely 100% black. You understand me? It still has to represent their financiers. So therefore, you have to understand the economic position that our geniuses who come from poverty be in. Because they need to focus on their software, their hardware, whatever the hell they're building. And as this white person come in and say, well, look, we'll help fund that. I believe in a black brain. That's how we built America. That's how we went to the moon. You understand me? So... What you all are essentially doing is becoming investors into the black brain. And we get to have the operation of saying that, no, we can finance each other. Jeff Bezos' idea in 1995 to start a digital library was one in a million ideas that weren't funded, you understand me, in black families. You understand me? We've had many of those ideas coming through us, and we would think about it like, damn, I thought about that. Then we would see it later. The only difference is they had the ability to get it funded. That's it. And so now that we have the ability to fund each other, when we see millions of people in the streets, well, we have to show, we have to say, look, it ain't enough for you to just wash my shoes. You understand me? It ain't enough for you to take down the statues. Now it's time for us to build. You understand me? Now, how can you help us do that? Well, if you agree that systematic racism exists, then that means that there's connected and interwoven and tied into the system of capitalism. So that means that the capital that you have in your bank account is directly tied to systematic racism. So that means that if you really want to defund the system, you have to refund the gods. I need my money back for all the times you didn't pay. 
if we can't even start, I'm not even just talking about reparations from the government itself. We're talking about reparations from white allies and black allies. You understand me? Now, I got to say black allies because all of you all have been on the train when it comes to this black revolution. Some of us have been here their whole lives and some people woke up decades ago, however long ago they done it. And those are the subset of people who have been ignored. Those are the subset of people who've been talked about. They said you were too woke. Now all of the too woke jokes disappear because those same people are trying to jump in the train. So the brother asked where they can. So tell the, tell the people how they can go to uh, Unity as well. And, and just to talk about Unity as well as a whole software in general, right? People keep asking, how can we do it? Uh, I, I'm going to show a clear example of what we did last night, right? We have an app called Unity as well, right? Okay, I, what's up, Mayor Kelly? A Jerupa, Kelly? So when I look at Unity as well, I say not only can we organize, you know, usually when people pull resources, we talking about like on GroupMe, I mean on GoFundMe, on Cash App, on all these. But now when we pool our resources, we have the ability to be able to see every single person, not only who they are, their phone number, their email, where they're from. We can put them in any kind of database. We can communicate with each other. So when I say 50,000 people on the exact same time, I'm talking about 50,000 people with 20 bucks, 40 bucks. We put up 2 million and then we send out a mass email and say, hey, y'all, we just raised 2, two, uh, two million. We finna get on a, a webinar and discuss the moves that we want to make. We finna see who's close. We finna see who's willing to move. We finna see who, you hear what I'm saying? We finna really be able to implement these strategies. And this is as, as a, this is right now. I'm not doing this and talking about something that we like discussing. And when I say. How long has the app been around, brother? Since 2017. All right. So this is not nothing new. Not at all. And when I say even pulling your resources one time makes a huge of a difference. But imagine the same amount of people. We got 50,000 people to put up $40. We got $2 million. Now we have those same 50,000 people just putting up $20 a month. And we take a million dollars a month and literally take over. And so each member, if they want to become a part of it and utilize their collective uh, skill sets to help with the organization, we have a uh, a group chat that they can get involved in as well. So like you said, you categorize people based on their skill sets. They have to go through the intake process as well, right? Yeah, they have to go through the intake process. They have to figure out. It's, all, it's only going to be about seven committees that can predict everything that we want done. We got media, marketing, finance, business development, holistic healing, agriculture, and technology. If you don't, no matter what you do, rapper, actor, singer, model, photographer, cameraman, uh, politician, you fit in one of those categories because you represent either a piece of us through media, a piece of us through business, a piece of us through agriculture, healing, finance, whatever. No matter what you do, you cannot tell me something that will not fit under one of those categories. So then we will have an online database. It's already there. And when you type in a city, if I type in Houston, Business development, everybody in Houston that do business development going to pop up. If I type in Los Angeles lawyer, all the Los Angeles lawyers will be able to pop up. So now it's only signing up, filling out your, filling out your profile, and then doing an intake form. 
the intake form will be able to put into the database and what not only will be able, people be able to find you they'll be able to click right onto your website and if you don't have a website we will assist you to put it up if you don't know how to make money on the internet we will be teaching you every monday how to make money on the internet if you don't know how to organize in your community we will have a 24-hour digital assistant that can help you with any question that you ask so hold on the sister asked a good question she said can she donate more than 40 yes there's the cash app down there for the dollar sign unity's challenge um and you can donate whatever amount you want 40,000 40 million you know that's up to you it depends on how big your portion purse is yeah yeah definitely you can use unity challenge unity challenge to donate any amount you would like so listen you know there's a beautiful time that we living in and it's never existed this time never existed it never existed before this year has never existed we have entered into just it's like if you if you went to sleep for a month you understand me in a coma and you woke up in this new world it feel like you was in a new dimension all of a sudden you understand me because everything has changed and it is our opportunity and i always said this when i had a store back in the day like i want to always capitalize off like white guilt and these things because sometimes you see these people and, and in oakland i used to um go out there to the protest right and the reason i would go is because i used to see waves of white folks yelling black lives matter and so I'd be like, damn, where's the representation of black voice? There was never a young person like myself ever. So I would make sure that I get up there and I would speak and I give all these profound speeches. None of them would, would make the Instagram except my last one I did that I posted up like a few years back. And I always wanted to make sure like our representation has to be there, our thought process, because we think different. We're not just getting up there screaming, saying, when will it stop? We're saying, no, the way it stops is this. And then when they hear these bulletin points of solutions, they like, wow, who the hell was that that was just talking? But see, what you do is, and I've seen you go out there, you're pouring logic into a crowd of emotion, right? So during logic, the problem a lot of times, people don't want to hear logic because it's kind of like pouring salt on fire. You understand me? It, 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 you got to simmer down for a second to listen. <laughs> but, but it's the right seasoning. It is that me like yeah. this is what creates even the recipe for our solution. Even when we was out there uh, the other day, it's like it's sixty thousand people here, but it's not the time to be able to describe to them what we should do. It's not because it's two things I never want to do. I never want to seem like I'm promoting something because we are uh, in in a shift and we are trying to be the person that ushers it in. I want us to, as a group, realize this is the problem. This is the solution, and this is how we can get it done. Yeah, so somebody, hold on. Somebody said, I want to bring this to Los Angeles. We have satellite unity. So we are everywhere once you get involved. Once you become a member, we can also organize the, at the L.A. branch. You understand me? And have everybody meet up in the L.A. branch as well. We can do this throughout the entire world. So all you have to do is get your group of people to become members of the app, and we can get everybody on the same uh, board of thinking. Somebody said the logical thing to do is get reparations, and I completely mm. disagree. I completely disagree. I'm the, and my reason for saying I disagree is because if you go rob somebody, right, and they find out that you robbed them, and they can't, you have all the guns and an army, and they like, hey, give me my money back. They gonna look at you out the window, say, man, go. <laughs> Go handle that for me, right? 
So it's still begging. It's still asking. Not that we. That's not. Hold on. Let me pin the app too. Not that that's not a viable solution. Like we can't actually go around to create a, 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 a case for reparations, but reparations would give. Claude Anderson said that if we're spending one point five trillion a year, and if we were to take one third of that and circulate it for two years, all black people in America, being the twelve to fifteen percent, would be millionaires within those twenty four months. So if that's a possibility, then. What would we need reparations for if we can just take what we already spend and create our millions? And that's not including street money. So if anybody knows how much money gets spent in the streets, just imagine how much money we actually have access to circulate yearly. Now, our best, our, our best thing to do would be to just cultivate a real atmosphere of growth and take each other and say, man, look, you my, you my teammate? Well, we're going to be teammates and really move like that. It, it, it's that 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 collective reasoning, that collective, bro. When they talk about critical mass and actually having enough people to make a difference, to make a change, to create a force-like movement, what they say, critical mass is one hundred and forty-four thousand. Mm. You know how many of us have Instagram and Facebook? Way more than one hundred forty-four thousand. We should be able to move fifty thousand people at the snap of our finger, but right. because we have the ability to communicate. And, and that line of communication, unity is worth at. Yeah, and, and now we have that because I, we can create the software. Hey, I can send 50,000 people an email like that. And, 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 and think about this, y'all. Anything that we can't do, the funding into the app allows us to build those processes itself. There are a lot of people who are getting behind a lot of black initiatives. You understand me? And so, therefore, the bigger that we make this, we can build any technology out. You understand me now? The, the most powerful thing about it is look at the type of minds that are involved in it, the shifters, Pop Darby. So we don't have limits to where you start thinking like, damn, I wish they would do this with it. We're going to be the individuals that do that with it. Yeah, and the, the best part about it is that it's not just us. Like It's already I'm, a built app, somebody asked. It's already a built yeah, app. Yeah. I, I'm not, we're not up here having a conversation. Like when people be saying leadership, right? Leadership is plural. So if if direct if everybody not involved, then it's no form of leadership. That means you should be able to say, I have an idea and a group of people that'll listen to your idea. This is what we create. When we say a black think tank, it's about having an opportunity that exists for anybody with an idea, not just if you got a bunch of followers. Anybody with ideas. The reality is for you. We are creating and shaping a whole new world. Hold on, hold on one second. You, you wash those dishes or something. <laughs> hey, man, I think I'm going to come out there yeah. after my daughter's birthday. Pull up, my good brother. We're going to get it going. Um, Juneteenth, I know we got some stuff going on. We're going to be making some major announcements Juneteenth. Um, as you see, we got the My Black Receipt. Um, now, this is powerful, Pop, because I've been talking to a lot of people who are in tech, black tech. And behind the scenes, I got to share with you some of the things that's going on. But one of them is a way to be able to calculate this black dollar, right? So therefore, let's say if you spend black, you can you can upload your receipt. But we're trying to make a way to where um, I believe by the end of this project is going to be a seamless transition to where you can calculate exactly how much the black dollar is circulating within a community utilizing technology. You understand me? So therefore, we create a tangible goal for all of the problems that we have to say that, wait a minute, uh, the dollar only circulates how many times in the community? Now we can say by the end of this year, 
we have increased circulation. You understand me? Because look how much money that we spent with each other. We can do that utilizing technology with every single problem we have, even police brutality. Because if police brutality is at a thousand a year, then we can start clocking the percentages to say, wait a minute. And, and, and all that looks like it's creating transparent built-in systems, utilizing a system of blockchain to be able to clock police brutality to say that this department, you know what I mean, um, uh, or, or police murders, let's say, rather than police brutality, police murders. Because they say it's like a thousand per year or so. So our goal is to be able to decrease the amount of times that it happened per month. So if we throw in everything that we have added, now we can start to see the numbers start to trickle. So we can say, look, this year we decreased it by 40%. The next year we decreased it by 50%. You understand me? So we have to have tangible goals that we can shoot at these targets and utilize technology to make more effective movements, especially when we galvanize millions of people. It is not about the amount of people. It is about the effectiveness of the movement. Remember that. That's the fast. That's fire, and it can be completely transparent because now, as everything happens, you can go the exact case and scenario in which it happened, how it happened, why it happened, and people can be held more accountable. And that's what will force people to have to change because now, not just a couple people saying some shit in the city, an entire economy is down your throat about the moves that you make. Right. Make people have to second guess, like. Like, damn near when somebody records something, they say, you know, the black receipts watching, they're going to be like. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> now, now <laughs> earlier, I proposed that officers and this technology, of course, already exists, but um, officers can wear tags. Right. Instead of just filming an officer and asking them for their badge number, if that's something that we're entitled to based on the rights of citizens, then we should have a system of technology. As soon as you start filming a police officer, you can scan a badge. You understand me? And now you can report them in the database like a Yelp. So therefore, it become an automated system. And their goal to incentivize the officers is to, to decrease, you understand me, those things that's happening. And therefore, the internal investigation can go in and validate whether this was a credible, um, a credible complaint or not. You understand me? So that now we have really good officers and we can look at the data to say that this is a good officer based on what the community that they police has to say about them. We don't look. We can get real dangerous with reality with the black mind and the black dollar. Now, now this is what we gonna make sure that we create inside of this 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 uh, live call. If you have a business or an online product and you are inside of a network of people, if you create a discount for those people, then when we drive business to you, people will be happy to shop with you because they have a discount. This is what we do with Soul Food Vegan and the Black Store and. Numerous other places in Houston. We create discounts, so now when we circulate the wealth, it's like not only do you want to join to support your community, to learn about online, making money online, but you can literally, in your physical reality, when you go to places that are black-owned, because you are a member of a network, you get a discount there. So we build that brotherhood and fellowship and uh, reciprocity oh. automatically. So, so, so one last thing before we get out of here, and we're going to do a, a, a sum up of the things that we talked about. Um, we also have meetings. So somebody asked about leadership training and things of that nature so that they can organize within a community. So once you become a um, Unity is Wealth member, Black Standard member, there are meetings that you can participate in as well. So we're not collecting some money and saying, all right, go about your life. You become a part of a system. 
You understand me? Yeah, nah, you you live in a you live in a in an online government now, and your job in that government is to be a productive citizen, and our job is to get you rich. Right. So somebody has another good question: Is this only for those who are businesses, or those who want to assist individuals to contribute to the community? It is for both. You understand me? Now we do want to help you with the resources to be able to start a business. That's going to be up to you. One of my mottos is: Everybody don't have to be an entrepreneur. You understand me? But everybody should think like one because this is a land of capitalism. And so the young pe the, the, the people who don't know entrepreneurship, the people who don't know capitalism are already at a lack of understanding the laws of the land and the morals of the land and the system itself and how it operates and moves. So when you encounter a police officer, you don't understand that he's operating from moral obligations that are tied to capitalism. You understand me? And so now you're wondering why are you doing this? He's operating from a philosophy of white supremacy. So your lack of understanding will never allow you to deal with your enemy correctly. And let's, let's, as far as policing goes, we do want to get it understood that the original form, the, the first form of policing that came to America from Britain was the Indian constables. What they did was they were protecting the 13 colonies from the Indians around them. Then they moved and they went to places like St. Louis, and St. Louis was surrounded by tribes of Native of, of indigenous Americans, and they had to have Indian constables to protect everybody that set up settlement in St. Louis. Mm. Then as the South rose, those Indian constables turned into constables and a policing force so that they could be policy enforcers and that they could be slave catchers. So even after that, after slavery ended, policing, modern policing, went toward uh, making sure that people who were recently released from slavery, when they created an economy that they could not win inside of because they would become criminals again through the 13th Amendment, and the only way that they could eat was to steal because they wouldn't give them opportunities, and everything that they built themselves, they would kill, they would uh, bomb and, and, and destroy, and they would kill business owners and lynch them and hang them and, and black politicians. Those police were created to protect white people from black people. So as that, police weren't always able to be black. That is something that uh, integrated, right? It came right. with integration. So we should not be looking at police like good and bad officers. This is a system that was created to protect white people from black people. Fact and we is. should have a clear understanding of that. So when we say we want to build and destroy, we have to know what to destroy and know what to build. Yeah, so I'm going to sum up the conversation that we had for today um, before we get out of here. So the beginning of this conversation was um, on the basis, number one, my basis is creating a, um, a case for separation, not reparations, a case for separation, you understand me? And the thesis of separation is ownership. And in that ownership, when we talk about defunding or dismantling a system, you have to be careful and understand what you ask for. Oftentimes, white people allow you to go two steps ahead when they're already 10 steps ahead. You understand me? So when you defund a system and you allocate resources, you do invest and divest, then that means that, yes, they will go to um, very beautiful resources within a community that should help stimulate a better environment. But also, you have to understand that these folks want to mobilize, automate, and digitize the entire system of America meaning that the human stock capital that they utilize for police officers right now, they can decrease that and replace that with robots and artificial intelligence. But artificial intelligence comes with tech bias, meaning that when white men program the artificial intelligence and they did a simple study with the Amazon artificial intelligence, they took Congress members 
and they ran their face in a database to scan their face and see if it matched criminals. And there was an alarming percentage of black congressmen that were matched to criminals, meaning that there's an inherent bias in the technology itself. So you have to be careful with the things you replace it with because then you just get automated racism. <laughs> you understand me? You, you get digitized racism. So we cannot transfer one system for another. Go ahead, finish my phone. So my goal was to, for one, think about uh, uh, initiating because there's, I'm sure, some activists on here. There's some people that's going to protest out there. You have to make sure that we have task force of black coders who create the algorithms that police our communities. You understand me? And number one, you also want to make sure that you have security task force that come from our communities that are vetted through the leaders and the black leaders and community policy to make sure that they don't become a worse version so that white people will be like, look, well, we gave you black officers because you have to understand that now you're asking for a lot and you're getting some things and white folks are going to snatch away their guilt and be like, whatever the fuck happened to you niggas after this, don't say shit or ask us for nothing. So, like Fred, that's what I was about to say, like Fred Hampton say, we... We will have Negro colonialism instead of colonialism. Right. We need. We, we need people to have a clear understanding why they are part of this, not just into the emotionalist movement. And they feel it. I want people to be high-level thinkers and observers and to know what we're getting into. Not just what we're getting into, what we're going toward. Right? So Malcolm X got a quote that say, uh, you can measure a man's intelligence by how simple he makes difficult things, and you can measure a man's... Uh, ignorance by how difficult he makes simple things. Right. These are simple. And another one is quote says, either you, if you aren't part of the solution, you're part of the problem. We have just presented a solution. And this is something that we can physically say, okay, you are a part of it. If you are not a member, then you are a part of the, the problem. Right. right? It, just to go back, right? When we talk about creating an economy, the reason the KKK is called an invisible influence in America, they are the invisible government, is because in 1921, when Black Wall Street was bombed, they had 2 million carded KKK members. To be a carded member means you would have had to pay at least $10, and you would have had to pay $30 for a roll. So if you have carded people who have paid $10 a piece, 2 million in 1921, that means they had access to $20 million in 1921 which is equivalent to probably damn near a billion dollars right now. That's about $288 million today. So imagine what they were able to do in 1921 with the, the upward mobility of having access to what would be right now almost $300 million. Mm. And that is why we have so much integrated and woven into our American uh, shadow government because of the reasoning of behind it. Most of those members were police officers, Judges, politicians. So, for the people that's asking about the app, um, before we get off here, just going to explain the app is owned by Jeremy Darby. You understand me? And yeah, partnered with the shifters. There's no George Soros. There's no imaginary white man somewhere waiting to collect a check. This is black owned, motivated, inspired, operated, calculated, executed. You know what I'm talking about? We don't, we don't, we don't play that. You understand me? Cause, cause last year when we was running for city councilman with a good brother, they was offering the brother all kind of money. Turned down all the white boys. Turned down, turned down a hot million. They were, they were trying to get me to, to push an agenda to sell, to basically be the face of 
refreshing my community. They would give me the face a of gentrification. Dollars. Yeah, the face of gentrification. They would have gave, given me a million dollars. And not only would they have given me a million dollars, they gave me a budget of $380 million in one community. Mm. And this is including the Bushes, the Cullens, if you're from Houston, you know who the Cullens, and uh, the Moody's. Mm. So it ain't like shit. These people have a plan for us, right? They called it, uh, damn, they named it after Ronald Reagan shit. It was called Moonshot. They was calling it the Moonshot Plan. I'm like, I had a, I'm looking at him in the meeting. I say, bro, y'all don't know me, huh? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I say, man, I had on my black Supreme shirt, Supreme Blackness. I just, I say, man, look, we might as well get up out of here. Yeah. So, so, you know, I just wanted to lay it out. A, it was another black dude with me, an older black dude. Yeah. Looking at me like, you tripping, it's the money. I'm like, man, get the fuck out of my face with that shit. <laughs> Hey, this is the generation that ain't for it, man. We don't yeah, want you. We know what that come with. You understand me? That's that's backdoor bend overs. We don't want none of that paper. You understand me? So so this is where we get to stand up, and this is where you all get to participate in. You know, we're gonna do a lot of the foundational work, um, and then when the opportunities for you all to be able to volunteer and be there in person, you understand me? Then that's when we're gonna need you to show up. So being able to organize communities globally, you understand me, by creating a structure and a blueprint that you all can take and run with in your respective cities is going to be the easiest way that we can transition and facilitate this power amongst each other. Because we can't be there and say, look, I'm going to tutor you through this, tutor you through this. It's 50 states in America, number one. You understand me? That can't happen. So we're going to make sure that, you know, we do our due diligence and the things that you see us doing. All of this is under the fund. We have our own businesses. You understand me? We're creating this for others. We're creating this for the black agenda. There are some people that have to do their march. There's some people that have to do the protest. There's some people that have to do, even in the army, the generals are a lot of the pushy, the, 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 the uh, pencil pushers. You understand me? They do the paperwork. You understand me? They devise the plans. You understand me? And there's different tiers of instructions until you get down to the soldiers that execute. You understand me now? The way we play in the game is we got to be the generals and the soldiers. Every tier of instruction, we go through each other. But once we have this system in place, then we can be the thought leaders behind the execution. You understand me? And that's where you all come in hand. And each one teach one, and each one provides each other a hand. Then shit, we got hands across the world. Not America. It's not on that last. What was that? That was the, uh, that hands across America was a, a whole different slogan. Hands across the world, you thought about. <laughs> I could end it like that. Hey, look, I, 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 I am not rude, but I cannot talk to everybody. So if I don't answer a DM or email or anything, don't make me be rude because that's not who I am. Don't make me be rude. We gonna do these. We gonna do the meetings. Come if in you the can't meetings. See me, if I'm not on the internet or doing something visibly, that means I am working. I got a lot of shit to do on the computer every day. I am, if I, if you can't see me, I'm working. And I got two kids, so I, <laughs> don't make me be right. rude, man. For real. So, people, I appreciate y'all tapping in. Make sure you go download the app, Unity is Wealth. Uh, make sure you give to the Cash App if you appreciate the initiatives that we're getting started. Um, also, with the food insecurities, things of that nature. Um, <clears throat> we're giving money to black, we have black lawyers on the standby that's helping protesters 
So we have an actual uh, meeting I have to do with them. Um, also giving some money to ATL Solidarity for their work and helping bail out the protesters. Um, and then we have combating these food insecurities. So giving money to some of the programs such as Everybody Eats ATL. We actually helped raise collectively with the shifters, my good brother Blue Pill, you understand me, the Black Standard, we already helped them raise almost $40,000 for their initiative. You understand me? So there's a lot of work behind the scenes that you all don't see, and we just doing it. You understand? We just doing it. I don't really care whether you see it or not. We're just doing it, but I understand that it has to be documented for it to have happened. So therefore, that's why we keep a system of transparency and content and documentation. So I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. It's time for us to hold a new black standard so we can have expectations of each other beyond niggas. Thank you, bro. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.